0: Thank you so much for joining us here on the Complain About Toronto podcast, where, of course, every week we come together to complain about Toronto. Uh, This week we have a very special guest, Stephen Medeiros, who is a Toronto resident and has... Many things to complain about. So, uh, tell me, Stephen, what things about Toronto are bothering you the most
1: this week? It's just been the worst. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it's, I gotta <laughs>
0: it's been the say. worst. It's
1: just a terrible place. The, too much traffic. The traffic. Too, too noisy. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. If you like construction, it's great for you. Not so much. Don't like it.
0: The construction, the price of rent, and uh, those those new um, so, like psychopath Santas that they un- seen that. that they unleashed That's on the on I Dundas. No, yeah. I've never seen that. <laughs> Those have been really messed up. I've uh, really not been. The moose thing was those.
1: weird. I'm glad that's gone. What's that? The moose thing that they had around town. The,
0: yes, house. I know the um, the the venomous uh, zombie <laughs> mooses in the Eaton Center. Those yeah. were also quite scary. Uh, this isn't actually the complaint about Toronto podcast. Although we could complain about Toronto, and Stephen had a bunch of notes on his phone, but he just dropped his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Um our guest is real and uh and I'm a real person. I am, of course, your photographer, Jared Poirier. This is of course the Photo Friends Podcast. We appreciate you joining us here with our special guest. Uh I said your name already, but yep. who are you?
1: Steven Hurros. He
0: is, even though he wanted me to call him Steven. Here he comes <laughs> with the the throwing you know, curveballs. You know, <laughs> throwing curveballs uh you know it's like casual casual monday here so this (laughs) thing comes out on monday so it's casual monday perfect you can call me jerry there you go steve just completely stretching this up yeah there you go uh what are we really talking about here on the on the podcast today steve
1: Street photography. Why are we doing that? Because I shoot street photography sometimes. Oh, crazy. I shoot street (laughs) photography sometimes. Very nice.
0: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Before we get into any of that stuff, obviously, I have to tell you about our beautiful sponsor, the most amazing sponsor in the world, which, of course, is CloudSpot, the easiest way for photographers to deliver and sell their photos online. Steve. Now that we've we've built trust mm-hmm. between us, you're calling me Jerry. I'm calling <laughs> you Steve. Do you want to hear about some of the uh, the great features of Cloudspot? I would love to hear. Oh, the great I'm features so of glad. Spot. Okay, because <laughs> with Cloudspot you can experience amazing features, uh, beautiful galleries, grammar proof image downloads, custom storefronts for sales, and uh, you know as that. Sponsor music, roles. I picked the music, Steve. They, oh, they, there we go. they didn't even they didn't even care to pick <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> you can uh, sign up for uh, a free account, and then use the code FRIENDS for 20% off any monthly plan for the first 12 months, and uh, it's a great deal, Sounds so, good. so check them out. Uh, and now that we have done that, we can talk about your uh, photography, Steve, because I talk about my photography a lot, so let's talk about yours. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you like to shoot, man, most like the things that you get paid for, but also the things that you just enjoy shooting.
1: Well, the things I get paid for is uh, music, live music shots, um, do headshots and just some portrait work. But as far as the thing that I like doing and the reason why we're here to talk is street photography. It's yeah. something that really got me back into shooting photos. Like I used to shoot way back in the old film days before digital cameras were around, about twenty years, 20 plus years ago, and was into it learning, going, and then I basically stepped away from it for a good 10 years, then got back into it slowly. Oddly enough, it was Instagram kind of got me back into it. Started seeing some of the great work out there, and I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind giving it a shot again. And I had an old 40D, didn't even pick that up for a while. I just used my phone and just started shooting with that. And then uh, realized, okay, I think it's time to upgrade. I'm going to get back into this more, and that's what I did. So, But mainly street photographers got me back into shooting again.
0: Yeah, sweet man. And what uh, what camera are you using now? Is that still that same uh, one?
1: No. Yeah, the the forty D was a bit of a dinosaur, so I upgraded to a ninety D. Because yeah, there's just it was a bit too much to ask of the forty D to shoot some concerts, oh, yeah. and especially in yeah. some of these low light venues downtown. So, so yeah, definitely needed to upgrade.
0: And those are yeah. Nikon.
1: No, uh, Canon. Canon, yeah, for the crop D. sensor. So it was like the old oh, 40, like way back. Oh, okay, yeah. nice, nice. This nice. thing was old, yeah. <laughs> that's what I started on
0: was uh, was Canon, yeah. I Went from the uh, T5i. Uh, And then I got the 6D Mark II, which I used for a while, which was a pretty sweet camera. Uh, And now I have the uh, a7 IV, which I've been really liking. I've tried the Sony stuff. I haven't done any street with it.
1: I'll tell you that much. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because my first camera was the Rebel G. And then I upgraded to an Elan 7, all Canon. And then, yeah, just stuck with Canon all the way throughout. But, yeah, I've heard the... Sony's look interesting. I've never really played around with too many cameras. Like I said, I'm happy to shoot with an iPhone, so I'm sure I'd be happy to shoot with anything else, but
0: Yeah, you get away with uh with the iPhone in quite a few scenarios, right? Yeah, like
1: again, for the street stuff, it's great. Like it's it's you always have it with you and it's not like I need that resolution. I don't need that low light capability. I, although I did actually purchase a G9, mm-hmm. a GX9, just cuz I'm thinking I might want to get into uh some night street photography, but but for my day-to-day, just walking around and shooting, that's, the iPhone's fine for that.
0: Yeah, it gets the job done. And is it that like exact same uh, convenience thing that got you into street as well? Just cause it's the it's old there. adage,
1: yeah. It's like yeah. the best camera to use is the one that you have. So just yeah. kind of go with that. And I like it because, again, it's not big and bulky. It doesn't draw a lot of attention. Because I think – because that's the main thing. It's like the style that I shoot in, it's usually just shoot from the hip, kind of just see something, shoot something, as opposed to – like I find – When I'm walking around downtown I see somebody with a camera the first thing I look at is their camera because it's like it's I find it really kind of it's obvious it's there kind of draws your attention makes you a bit self-conscious of it and it's one of those things where this type of street photographer I like to do is stuff that's very candid very kind of in the moment where people don't aren't necessarily aware and it doesn't kind of spoil the scene in that sense so it's like you're getting like a nice true shot of just something that caught your attention as you're walking by
0: yeah whereas if you're walking around with that big camera big yeah. lens people are drawing, looking people yeah. are kind of
1: like what's going on here and... drawing <laughs> a lot like, more yeah. attention to yourself
0: yeah um like i said i haven't shot any street with the a 7 uh with my dslr i did quite a bit i i found that i was able to blend in mm-hmm. like pretty well uh but i can definitely get that thing of like yeah wanting to shoot off like a quick photo and since you are posting it on instagram a lot of time but what what happens if you get like super successful and like super duper famous in that case then you're gonna be i just
1: gotta adapt i, swear yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen but still i can pretend and yeah we'll say we'll adapt but for those old photos they won't be high enough res. if someone
0: comes and they say steve i want to get uh, right. uh, uh yeah i don't know you'll just get
1: a really small version of it then. <laughs> i guess
0: so yeah wallet sized
1: yeah <laughs> preferred format
0: Uh yeah what about um like confrontations and stuff like that like speaking of not uh you know drawing a lot of attention to yourself and not getting in trouble and <laughs> whatever right like just not having people call you out of oh you're shooting uh street photography and kind of thing have you ever had someone that said like oh don't shoot photos of me or how do you view that type of thing
1: yeah like i haven't had any com- any confrontations that I can recall. The only time is was one day that I did go out and I did bring my 40D at the time because it was before I upgraded. But I went out and I did like a bunch of street portrait sessions. So that was kind of interesting to see how different people reacted to me approaching them and asking them if I could take their their portrait. But as far as my day-to-day street, I've hadn't had any any confrontations that way. Once somebody messaged me and said, "Hey, that's a photo of my wife that you, that you caught." Yeah. And at first I thought it was a joke because it's like it was a because I, I, I try to be conscious of of people and make sure that I'm not being disrespectful and like sometimes I'll properly like I sometimes I'll bump up the shadow so it's kind of a little harder to see their faces and I'll take them from a certain angle where you don't necessarily know who it is mm-hmm. and in this particular shot it was kind of like that so I thought it was funny that this person was able to pick it out but I guess it was the dog and she, the, obviously he recognized his wife but he was very cool about it I'm like oh if you want me to take it down I could take it down he's like no no don't worry about it I just thought it was funny that you took a photo of my wife <laughs> so it's like that's all it was it was there was no confrontation it was just funny that that's one of the only times that somebody actually recognized somebody in a photo and called me on it. but
0: Yeah, I think that is the way to deal with it. And just I mean, be, being chill about it, right? Mm-hmm. Being able being able to be like, okay, if you want me to take it down, I'll take it yeah, down. Yeah,
1: like but, I have no problem with yeah. that.
0: That's all it really takes sometimes, right? Is yeah. just talking to someone like a human being. <laughs>
1: well, that's it. Just trying not to be disrespectful because I get it. Like I don't understand why somebody might not want their photo posted. I completely understand that. Um, so that's why I try to at least kind of hide them. Sometimes they can't, just the way the shot is. It's just, it's a person's full face. You see them. But I try not to, like, any time I've taken a photo of somebody in the shot, it's because there's something interesting about them. It's not, it's never judgmental. It's never to kind of put them in a negative light. Like, especially with, like, Stephen photographing homeless people on the street. Sometimes I include them in, but I don't include them in if they're in a vulnerable position or if they're in a position of begging. A lot of times it's if they just happen to be in the scene. Mm -hmm. And, again, you don't want to completely wipe them out and, like, completely keep them out because it's not a true representation of what's actually happening on the streets that you're documenting every once to whenever I go for my walk and take my photos so it's all about just doing it respectfully and just making sure that hey like yeah like I'm not going to be like nope this is my art you can't tell me to take this down like no like if, if it really offends you that badly it's just Instagram I don't like I'll take it down yeah
0: and that is the interesting like the most interesting interesting thing to me about street photography is that like documenting what's actually going on right like in my day-to-day life i see things that are like interesting and meaningful to me living in the city and yeah i guess it would entirely ruin it in a way if I was like, okay, you guys come together and stand in this yeah. group
1: or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, and the city's constantly yeah. changing. So it's just great to kind of see, like even just looking back, like I started shooting street photography in 2018. So just even looking back at, and yeah, at the time I was living in the Young and area and just even looking at old photos of Young and it's completely different in a lot of different sections. A lot of places, storefronts that I probably shot near are completely gone now. So it's just funny to see that progression. Like an even... In the new neighborhood that I'm in now, so much has changed in the few years that I've been there. So it's it's interesting to see just how quickly and how often things change. And it's just great to kind of document that as best as you can. And even just think like, yeah, like fashions change, locations change, all these things change. So it's great to kind of just capture that and just sort of, sort of have that little time capsule of of the city and or yeah. wherever you're shooting.
0: It is uh it is important, especially since the the city moves so fast and oh, constantly and, and all yeah. Of that. Yeah, I do want to talk about the the phone like versus camera thing. Yep. Um other than the element of like blending in and getting like a natural thing. Uh I have had my camera almost stolen once. Oh wow. Uh, and I wasn't even shooting street <laughs> photography. Uh, I was just like, I was actually vlogging. And that's mm-hmm. why I had my camera with me. I was doing a bit of a vlog at the time. And I was uh, on the way to meet my friend Alexi, uh, who I don't it would be really weird if he hasn't been on this podcast. Yeah, he's been on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he did uh, the show that we did with him was like all about actually putting more effort into your work oh, and, okay. and all of that. So um, yeah, really great photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was just on my way to meet him for lunch and happened to have my camera. Was doing some vlogging and a guy on uh, Young Street actually saw me with my camera and tried to steal it. Wow. So I had to give him the old uh, the old body check. <laughs> (laughs) stiff arm and And, yeah (laughs) give him the old body check there and i didn't get any penalty so it was a clean it was a clean hit (laughs) yeah no no headshots that's good (laughs) and uh what about my day but that is definitely one thing i don't know people might try to steal your phone but that's less likely to happen i've been surprised
1: nobody's like Obviously, people look at the camera, but I haven't had any conversations like that. But part of the reason why I like shooting with the phone as well is, is not just the convenience, not just because I always have it as opposed to carrying around a phone or carrying around a camera, sorry, but also because I tend to overthink things. And when you're doing street photography and you're just trying to get a good quick snap, trying to react to what's happening in front of you, it's fun to not have to mess around with settings. You just True. You know what you're going to get yeah. exposure wise, just take the picture. It's all auto. It'll auto. It out. Yeah. So At the less most you're,
0: you're focusing. Exactly. Right? I'm not
1: fidgeting. Comments. I'm focusing, and I'm just able to shoot the yeah. shot without having to worry about it. So I like it in that sense. So that's definitely another main reason why I shoot it with the iPhone. And also, I kind of like that limitation. Like I like being creative, being creative with limits because that forces you to kind of do more mm, and force you to think more. Yeah. I like and that. And I like that aspect of it because. And yes, it is limiting. Like obviously I'd like to do some more street uh, street shots at night, but obviously I can't do that with the iPhone, so that's why I'm kind of looking up pursuing other options for doing that. But I do like the fact that I've got to do what I can with what I have and just make the most of it. I like that challenge of it. And that kind of keeps me engaged and and it doesn't make me think about it. I just react to it and I can just keep going.
0: Yeah, that is a cool part of it. And to like link it to film, you know, a little bit before the show, we were kind of talking about uh, just, you know, whenever we do get a chance to watch a movie, mm-hmm. how we're kind of enjoying it and and thinking about it a little bit, like thinking about what we're absorbing. Uh, you know, those like huge budget uh, yeah. movies where they have $250 million mm-hmm. or $300 million. Sometimes those are just garbage yeah. fires, right? Or they don't even have a direction like that makes sense. Whereas you'll see some of these indie movies that are made for, you know, a few million dollars yep. and it's way better. So I like, yeah, I like that point a lot about, uh, about the limitations and also to like make some of the listeners, some of the listeners out there might not have as nice a camera, you know, uh, and, yeah. and realize even... that, yeah, that's the tool isn't as important. Right? And
1: a lot of it is just, and even if you, if you're looking to, start with a phone and you hate the image quality and you want to upgrade, at least you're practicing just anticipating and in, in just getting out there and just seeing kind of what's, what's happening. I just, yeah, like I would, I used to, even before I got into street photography, I just loved going out for walks and just kind of just seeing what's going on around me. Now it's just, I'm recording it with my phone. Mm-hmm. So whether I want to upgrade to different equipment, I could do that, but as long as, but it, it's good to get that practice in anyway, and just kind of recognizing, okay, this, this kind of works as an image, this doesn't kind of yeah for sure choosing that when one. it
0: comes to practicing right like even when i so like when I, once i sold my 6d uh it was right before i got married so i like didn't have a camera for a while mm-hmm. i was just like well i'm not going to be doing paid shoots while i'm doing this yeah. wedding thing and stuff right so all i had was my phone and i was still improving i was still practicing photography i was still you know and getting creative even like when i was in the pool at the hotel like uh the day after the wedding or whatever I still grab my phone of course I have to be dangerous with whatever gear I have bring it into the middle of the pool then I'm like oh what if I flip it upside down put the lens as close to the water so I get like the reflection or whatever Mm -hmm. right it's yeah it's about how creative you're being to create an effect with that photo where it's like uniquely yours a lot more than oh I have like the fanciest camera and even sometimes the fancy camera like holds you back in a way, right? Like yeah,
1: like yeah, like the the number of megapixels don't help with your composition. Like there's no like you can still take like it's great to see like there's a few people on Instagram I don't remember who who they are, but some of them just only posted shots on Polaroid like it's a very limited, but you can still take great shots with a Polaroid. You can take great shots with an phone. You can take great shots with whatever. As long as you understand what makes a great image. Yeah.
0: And you have to go to their house to look at the yeah. Polaroid, which they <laughs> just they just wrote on Instagram like their address. Yeah, that's the, it, yeah. Yeah, And you got to go
1: look. Find me here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 and they have a wall at
1: little post-its. Are on just it, a right? window. You just peek, peek through every once in a while. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I find like sometimes, you know, I'll just end up shooting something on my phone because I'm not bringing that big expensive camera. And mm-hmm. there are situations where I don't want to have it, like if it's a construction site or something, even yeah. though I do shoot real estate. So I have brought my fancy expensive camera to a lot of construction sites. But it's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs>
1: it, especially if, if you're trying to, if you're using it for work as well. Like it's, yeah, you don't want to yeah. get damage on some little thing that you didn't necessarily need it for. Yeah.
0: When have you, you ever broken a camera or a phone?
1: Thankfully, no. Really? I once... No. Accidentally I was trying to quickly this is back in with my film camera. I was trying to change the roll of film really quick and I jammed my thumb thumb through the shutter. But it was luckily it didn't mess it up. I was able to get it get it back with no damage. I don't know how it managed to flex. There was a little tiny bend, but no light leaked out and I was shocked that i didn't wow. completely mess it up i
0: broke my my uh <laughs> my wife's camera my girlfriend at the time but i totally broke her camera yeah. just straight up dropped it <laughs> and it was like a canon point and shooter or whatever right mm-hmm. so not like ridiculously expensive but at the same time it was hers and, mm-hmm. and that sucks and i wasn't even doing anything dumb i was literally just like took it out of my pocket to take a picture and i fell. had yeah it just fell on the pavement and um broke the actual uh like the mechanism that pushes the lens mm. out, uh, like That's that just a motor, that, that motor was yeah. broken actually. Oh, okay, okay. So when you turn it on, it would just go like, <laughs> 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 and then a little thing would come yeah. up and be like,
1: your camera's fucked. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it does not work. Actually, yeah. no, another time it just reminded me was, uh, I remember I had my camera in my camera bag. I think I was traveling and I just had it on the bus and I hit a bump. And it fell down. And luckily the only thing that broke was the protective filter on the lens. Mm. That shattered, but everything else was good. You're an incredibly lucky person. I'm Surprising. glad that you're on the show. Yes. I feel like you're gonna bring good luck to the <laughs> yeah. show and just yeah, I'm just gonna you know, end up punting my camera gear yeah. now after this. Yeah. this. Yeah. And
0: I've been in a, I've been in a studio with you, so hopefully some of that luck <laughs> is uh, yeah, it's hopefully. gonna be rubbing off on me, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah how do you find like I noticed um, going through your photos a lot of them are uh, just different neighborhoods in Toronto probably for convenience sake maybe like your neighborhood or places where you're around anyways but um, how are you like scouting out uh, how are you scouting things out you know
1: so at the beginning, it was just kind of different neighborhoods that I liked in town. So I'm like, okay, like Queen West was pretty cool. Obviously, Kensington Market's the gift that keeps on giving for street photography. Like there's so much great stuff there. So I was kind of like trying to pick different neighborhoods that I wasn't familiar with and just kind of going and exploring there because I only moved out to Toronto in 2009. So I still, and I find Toronto as big as it is, a lot of it is just you kind of live in a certain neighborhood and you kind of stick to that neighborhood. Sometimes you venture out, but sometimes you kind of get so stuck true, in your eh? spot. It's not the weird thing. Eh? Whereas the last, well, now that the restrictions have opened up, I moved in the junction area in near towards the end of 2020. And I basically said, you know what? I'm just going to sit tight for a year. I'm just going to do a deep dive into the neighborhood. Just, I'm only going to shoot street photography in this neighborhood. So it was when I'd go out for lunch on my lunch breaks and walk around or after work. Now with just, just, this, that's it. I'm just going to do a deep dive in the neighborhood. Whatever happens, happens. And again, that limiting factor challenge thing that I liked about it. I want to be able to go to the same place day in and day out and find something interesting, find something different. And it was difficult, but it was fun. Like I, I'm happy with the results that I end up getting out of it. But now that I'm back to the office two days a week, I'm able to kind of venture diff- into different neighborhoods and, and just kind of go back to exploring again. But it was good to do that one year, like just deep dive into new neighborhood to kind of a discover the new neighborhood as well as just that challenge of okay let's try to make the mundane as interesting as possible what can i do day in and day out in this new spot and that's i think with a lot of street photography i think people that are looking to get into it i think a lot of that is especially if you're from a small town or not from a big city you're thinking there's nothing really interesting that i can shoot and that's not true if as long as you got The street where people walk up and down on a regular basis, you can find something there that can catch your attention and you can make something interesting out of that.
0: Oh, yeah. You don't necessarily have to live in a huge city for that to work out. Right. Like that is not, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a prerequisite to shooting street photography like some of the most interesting stuff is stuff that happens in small towns and small mm-hmm. communities and just the weird farmer Just people, the characters and just yeah, that. Yeah. best friend is a cow and you're <laughs> like, man, this guy, is, this guy has a more valuable relationship <laughs> with this cow mm-hmm. than most people have in their life, right? And you yeah. just realize like the love that he has for that cow. So mm-hmm. uh, this isn't a cow podcast
1: though. <laughs> well, maybe next week, who knows?
0: It could be. We do do a fake intro, so it could be a cow podcast. <laughs> I don't go. know much about cows, though. Billion Bessie podcasts. Let's yeah. Yeah. But uh, as for best neighborhoods, like for me, if you are shooting in a city, um, like if I'm going to say, you know, not everybody that listens to this lives in Toronto. Yeah. Um, but Union Station is an awesome place to oh, yeah. shoot street photography. Uh, number one, just because it's, like, a lot of interesting, it's like, areas. There. Yeah, there's the lake. Uh, yeah, and just, like, the um, all of the people who are moving through there, but also just, like, the interesting, like, little areas and catacombs and crap like that. Like, I like mm-hmm. that kind of being like in the... Magic the magic hour light down there is there. great. There's
1: so much great light down there.
0: That is true, too, man. And people going about their day very busy aren't going to even notice that you're mm-hmm. there, aren't going mm-hmm. to bother you at all like and I can conf- like I found that you know just walking around in like Union Station and you know any train station uh, in the city that you're in maybe not Penn Station in New York because I've been there and it mm-hmm. smells like pee a lot in there and that might be really distracting mm-hmm. or maybe maybe that just like is what you're looking for yeah. right for that like really gritty there you go. look and you're just like <laughs> I can just smell the pee <laughs> off of these photos um, yeah yeah,
1: yeah like as far as like as i mentioned before kensington market's a great spot Hmm. um i love college college streets is another fun spot to kind of shoot true queen west king West, like there's so many great spots like this like that's the thing like oh
0: man queen and king you're guaranteed to get some weird stuff going on like
1: as i (laughs) mentioned before like (laughs) toronto is a bunch of small neighborhoods and each of them has their own flair each of them has their own kind of great uniqueness to them and it's just get out and explore it and yeah and you'll just just even yeah like because i find a lot of times you get stuck in your own little for sure. few blocks yeah. so it's like just get out there and venture out the city's got so much to offer so enjoy it yeah maybe, maybe even it. if you can't get good photo opportunities then there's probably a great bar to pop in and have a drink and, and, and then or the night's coffee the whatnot. night's not, yeah, a like, complete, yeah, not a complete right oh we encourage
0: having drinks on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> exactly. definitely yeah. man definitely while you're listening to this i hope that you're drinking at least a beer <laughs> maybe a uh, whiskey sour mm-hmm. We'll do. uh, Steve's going to give you all a whiskey sour (laughs) recipe at the end of the show, so that'll be sweet. Um, Yeah, any other like really good neighborhoods that you can think of? Like around Loma is pretty sweet. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, Yeah, King Street West, Queen Street West. Just
1: yeah, I think Eglinton West is great. There's some great spots out there. Like the I could see the Junction being really good. Junction's great. There's so many great people there, and it's just a it's a great neighborhood.
0: Is there anything that you would warn people about, about getting into street photography? No, like... just,
1: just a matter of just being respectful. And if and there, in the event that there is confrontation, obviously, just de-escalate. Don't be too precious about the shot. Just, again, it's all about... Okay, the reason why I got into street photography is because I'm fascinated with people, love humanity. So it's like, why would I want to take that and then make it something confrontational out of it? So just, if you have to let the image go, let it go. But yeah, just... Just be conscientious. Just make sure that you're not putting people in negative light. Just don't be judgmental. Just if you see something interesting, shoot it.
0: Yeah. And also like realizing, I think, um, that the things that are, maybe you see them a lot so that they start to seem mundane to you. And that's the hard yeah. And
1: yeah, you have to try to kind of try to look for the the unique in that scenario because then uh, that is the challenge because yeah it's very easy to kind of look at the same thing over and over again and just ignore it so just try to be conscious of that and just sort of see what's actually going on or see something new try to find something new in the same place every day as i guess try as best you can yeah certainly realizing
0: that uh like just that your everyday life is interesting because it's easy
1: to put the blinders on like yeah like most most time you go for walks you got your head your headphones in and you're just kind of just staring at the ground. You're just walking away. You're not really paying attention to what's happening around you. So it kind of gives you an excuse to sort of step back a bit and kind of observe a bit more and just kind of enjoy just what's happening around you. And if it's good, it's good. If it's not, then oh, well, just you find something interesting tomorrow. Like just keep going around.
0: Yeah. But, that is a really nice thing about it. Is it kind of, well, about not just street photography, but photography in general, I think, uh, it's one of those things that forces much like podcasting, right? Like, ever since you and I have been here, how many times have we checked Instagram on our phone yeah. and checked emails? I mean, I checked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 like, you're, you're in the moment. It's like when I'm playing, like, a really intense yeah. uh, video game or something. Like, I haven't got into, like, mm-hmm. Dark Souls or any of that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, even playing Portal or games that uh, involve your brain a lot, or I'm playing this other game called Control, like, when I'm in it, I just can't really think about anything else. And that's kind of nice. Like that is the nice thing about shooting photos. You get locked into it and, you know, maybe I'll have a little bit of like ambiance music or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that really helps me ignore people even more. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time, dude, I'm so involved with what I'm doing, like that I'm just 100% in the moment. And I think that that is like, of all of the things that photography has taught me. And like, obviously it's taught me so many things. I have a podcast and this is episode (laughs) like 68 or something like Mm -hmm. that of the podcast. Like it's obviously been, uh, been super important to me, but that is definitely one of the, and like the, the Zenness of photography yeah, so, itself. Like, yeah.
1: like I mentioned earlier, like a lot of times I'm in my own head, so it's great to kind of just get out there and just kind of quiet the mind, and just go out there and just kind of mm-hmm. react and try to adapt to what's happening. And uh, and also, like I mentioned before, like sometimes I shoot concert photography, and it's it's great practice for that because it's you're trying to anticipate what the musicians are doing on stage, try to find that moment where okay, they're going to rock it at this point, they're going to do this. So just being aware and just being focused on what's actually happening around you and trying to anticipate as best you can. Yeah, but yeah, just like that just get out of your own head a bit and just kind of see what's around you and just enjoy it. And then you can go back to overthinking things when you're done. You get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. There'll be some plenty of time to, exactly. uh, to overthink
0: things once that's all done. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, in terms of like your, your actual process, right. Um, like from you're saying most of the obviously when you're doing your your portraiture and uh lifestyle and whatever then you're going to be using your you know more professional camera mm-hmm. and that. but for the street you're just shooting on your phone uh what do you use to
1: edit is it um, Yeah I just I select, have edit? um Photoshop and Lightroom on my phone so I just okay, use the, cool. so typically I'll use Photoshop to to edit cuz I like the kind of using this the, i like the way the black and white is on, on photoshop so that's typically what i do so I'll, it's basically my camera my editing suite and my gallery all at the same time because basically everything's just done on the phone so i take the photo edit it and then post it eventually and then that's it so it's all kind of contained into that yeah. one one unit
0: do you know what's so weird about me like <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> even though i have my new camera right and yeah. it's like fully
1: wi-fi enabled i can just mm-hmm. send photos to my phone yeah I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I edit even my professional stuff. It's the same thing. I just, I do use the Wi-Fi and edit it on my phone. I just find it that much easier because it's I all kind of contained. I, still, I do need to get I, a laptop eventually. I plug my proper. camera yeah. into
0: my laptop. I move the things over. I stopped taking out the SD card.
1: <laughs> there so you go. So yeah. it's progress. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps it's progress (laughs) buddy you
0: know uh and is there like um obviously you're you're then making them black and white are you sharpening a bit or i don't want to give away all your secrets no no
1: no uh no most of it is just again like i try to keep things basic um a lot of times it's just playing with contrast exposure and shadows that's it yeah that's the bulk of what i do i try to keep it as simple as possible because um, I'm hoping that there's enough meat in the scene that it kind of don't need to play with it too, too much. Yeah. Because I find it gets to a point where you're just kind of, you're trying to make something out of nothing where if you yeah. try to go too, too far with it.
0: I find it's very rare that you'll do some, like, completely outrageous filter, and it actually looks good. It happens. Nah, it yeah. happens, but yeah. not very often. Usually mm-hmm. the best photos are the ones that are just good, yeah. I find, yeah. right? And maybe that's just my personal approach to shooting, and, yeah, you know, other people's approach uh, might be different, but... Yeah,
1: because yeah. you can only kind of shine it up so much. Like it's yeah, if you don't really have it in the composition, then you're just yeah. There's you're only limited to what you can do and you're only just kind of I guess yeah because I guess there's a couple times where I didn't really have much and I thought oh okay, okay maybe yeah. this looks good but it's like now it's fooling myself there's nothing yeah. and <laughs> there's you nothing. spend
0: so much time after I find like I I don't know I the amount of sheets that I've done at this point not that I'm you know Mr. Genius Stanley mm-hmm. Kubrick or whatever <laughs> but just that like you know I have done a, a good amount it is like my job my full-time job yeah and I've just realized that like getting it done right on set is what you want to do right because
1: sometimes it know. just looks overcooked like I said Sometimes, like, you see some stuff and it's like, ah, oh, that would be a great shot. They just kind of went a little too far with the editing if they just kind of let that go. Another and good video game, Overcooked. Yeah, over, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get so, what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, though. it's yeah, like, it's, I'm fine. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, like, it's just trust what you got originally yeah. and just kind of go with that.
0: Have you played Overcooked, though? No.
1: no. Yeah. I Maybe I should start a video game podcast, so <laughs> I
0: stop derailing my photography <laughs> podcast to talk about video games. But yeah. We'll be uh, talking about Overcooked next week. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, just the more that you can shoot it how you want it when you're there. And even if you do have to kind of stop, like I'll literally like stop everything and be like, give me five minutes to just like think about this space and like mm-hmm. walk around this space. I think that is important, you know?
1: Yeah. Especially with like the portrait stuff I do, I'll try to always get to a locate, skip the location as much as possible. Cause I really want to have a lot of kind of ideas in the bank, but I find even sometimes because I'm so used to shooting street or shooting concerts yeah. that I find, I forget to direct sometimes because it's like, I'm yeah, so used to just yeah. reacting to what's happening that I forget. No, no, there's oh, a model here that like, needs to, that when you have the opportunity, yeah, it's like, to no, direct. I got to yeah. I got to direct in this instance. Yeah. This isn't just react time. Cause yeah. I find sometimes, yeah, that I was, I made that mistake where like a model's yeah. looking at me like, okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. They're yeah. not doing cool <laughs> guitar <laughs> <Sorry>. poses. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. You're it's like, like, okay, I got to be a bit more switched on here, but like, what is missing here? And you're like, hmm,
0: they're just, <laughs> usually they're doing cool guitar they're poses. Yeah yeah, that is uh that is an interesting thing to and
1: and that's a new yeah. kind of like muscle that I got to learn how to kind of kind of flex cuz yeah cuz that's something that's fairly new to me so I'm definitely trying to get better at the direction part but but yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an opposite yeah, complete <sighs> opposite from the, other... <laughs> the opposite thing from the But I like that cuz it's, yeah.
1: it's a good thing to know and but yeah. Yeah,
0: still though the the skills of that's the nice thing about photography, though, and like I've done a few different types, you know, like the lifestyle stuff, the portrait stuff, dabbled a little bit in, you know, street photography. Obviously, like what pays the bills is real estate mm-hmm. photography and videography uh, a lot of the time. But I find no matter what I do, even this podcast, right, like you you did ask me earlier, um, did you find it like a huge thing going from, you know, photos to videos and then, you know, you have to all of a sudden produce, edit, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: publish the podcast and yeah, just all kind of like feeds into each other. Right. And everything that you learn on the technical side, getting my sound good for the podcast and maybe it's not great. I don't know. I'll let you guys be the (laughs) judge of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Just all like every experience that you have or even just working with people. Right. Like not discounting that either of keep having those experiences, keep shooting, keep improving and don't get frustrated with yourself as well, right? Like mm. I definitely had episodes of this podcast where they didn't sound as good as I wanted, or even times that we had to frick frickin' just put up the Zoom. I got like I got choked up about it, just thinking about it, just <laughs> thinking soon? about Start it. Just yeah. it was a year, at least two years ago. <laughs> but just ha- you know, when you just got to put out something yeah. and and you're not quite happy with it, but realizing mm. that that's like on the path to improving, right? In every shoot that you do yeah maybe you missed that shot or mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't perfect or you even think about it later and oh man had I just done this or had I just done that yeah it's it's your personal journey and maybe it keeps you up at night have you ever been like have you ever like literally been kept up at night because of a photo or a video because I, no, no, I have I have definitely
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> not for a photo or video but yeah there's tons of times where it's like oh I thought I got this great shot I thought I was right there and then I look and it's not there it's completely gone there's nothing happened and it's so frustrating but it's like oh well just move on hope something else will happen down the road but but yeah it is definitely frustrating especially with from shooting from the hip because it's not necessarily always and again I was kind of I found yeah like sometimes I wasn't really used to kind of shooting with with an iPhone when I was at the beginning stages when I was kind of trying to figure out how to how to shoot properly with it and I know it sounds silly to say but yeah just making sure that it was actually hitting the shutter properly and because i'm holding it from the hip yeah there's tons of times where it's like oh i can't believe i missed that shot but then as it kind of got more used to shooting in that style that i was able to get more of the shots more often at the time as opposed to completely missing out
0: yeah you just get better and better and yeah. also like if you buy a better and better camera that it's it that, makes can that much easier well. or
1: just hold it to your face as opposed to shooting from the hip but yeah
0: yeah you could also do that <laughs> changing yeah. your technique but i don't <laughs> know man that's like your just that's your uh artistic approach so i wouldn't
1: Yeah, it's kind of the style I've developed, so I'm just kind of sticking with it, but... As far as you like you said you've done some street photography so what kind of got you into that if i can kind of switch it up on you but yeah like what is it about street that you like so much or where do you usually shoot in town when you shoot yeah dude you take over
0: uh <laughs> it can be it can be your podcast <laughs> um i think honestly man it's just seeing other people's cool street photography that got me into it and the just like uh how spontaneous it is mm-hmm. just It's so interesting to just go out and make something out of nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Where I'm so used to having to be that director, be that, Mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever, that's the nice thing about having a business, right? You just give yourself whatever title, (laughs) be that producer, (laughs) be that like badass mofo Mm -hmm. that is the boss, Mm -hmm. right? And (laughs) to have to orchestrate it, okay, uh, fucking we need to move this light stand over here and this one should go there and then let's have one camera here oh oh, the ISO isn't quite right like to kind of put that part away relinquish that control and then be like how do we Actually, just find the photo there, and I can actually pinpoint it. The moment that I fell in love with street photography um, was when I was just out shooting and around. You know, I talked about shooting at uh, Union Station, and there was a construction zone like that was in front of me, and I actually found just like a little uh, door door frame area. And when I like pushed back into the door frame. Um, like just the way that it framed up the construction site and mm-hmm. then someone walked through there into the center of frame and i was just like boom 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 and i got them right in the center yeah and i was just like yeah i got home through that in lightroom uh, graded it. Um, I'll put this photo up on the Instagram actually. Uh, there you go. Perfect. Uh, shameless plug. There's awesome. always time, always, <laughs> yeah, exactly. always time for a shameless fr- yeah. plug, uh, photo underscore yeah. friends, <laughs> underscore pod on Instagram. You guys can see some of, uh, my street photography and some of Steve's nice. I'll put Steve's up too. Sounds good. Uh, but yeah, that was the, that was really the moment for me, man. It's just like, fuck, like this is a cool thing to do. And, like it just all came together and it wasn't that like i was in control it was more like just adapting to the moment and be like Mm -hmm. oh well what if i'm here oh what if i'm in this area and i go super wide oh crap now i have this oh if someone walked through here that would be a cool photo oh there they are Mm -hmm. right and it's like oh sweet that's
1: just plan around or just Seeing what you can do with light and just yeah, having man. fun with it.
0: How do you think the podcast is going so far? No,
1: so far so good. I think so far well, that'll so be good. determined said, by others. But yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Well, I'll let you know. <laughs> see what the, comments the analytics.
0: <laughs> uh, they can't put comments on podcasts. They had, they'd have to like mess- sorry, they'd have to like else, yeah. message me on Instagram and be like the podcast was bad. <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> when I used to do more uh, YouTube stuff, yeah, that's what I, suppose, I would get yeah, more that's... of the hate. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I think it was good, man. My main goal was to not say um. There we go. And I don't think I said um a lot. I so, don't think so. so yeah, so I would consider it uh success. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you want to get into before we call it? What do we have? 40 minutes. That's a podcast. 40 minutes right. is a podcast. No, I don't really have anything else to say.
1: Just looking forward to getting out and strolling the streets and just shooting some more.
0: To get back out into the streets. back. Yeah, into like the it's chaos. great.
1: Well, yeah, just especially now that things are opening up. Just the fact that street festivals are back. Like that was another like i love just going out and shooting those because there's so, so much going on yeah it's a shame that danforth is not going on this year but the du West fest was awesome and taste of lily was good yeah
0: cne's back too isn't it cne's coming i saw them putting not mm-hmm. those crazy things up i would never trust trust those things man. i'm not going on any of those things man <laughs> yeah no no, no way the ride's not <laughs> But take some photos. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. some lights there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, this has been a super fun podcast. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate you coming down here and yeah, doing fun. it. I know that you uh, don't do a ton of this type of stuff, but no. probably now you love it and you're starting your own <laughs> podcast. So uh, where where can the people find your podcast? No, uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Where can the people find you on Instagram? Just on Instagram. Photos? Yeah, it's,
1: uh, Steve underscore Ipix, and that's it. I think that's what it is, isn't it? That sounds yeah, right. That sounds, sounds about right. right. <laughs> Not for my other stuff, it's uh, Steam Majora's Photography, and that's it. That's where my uh, portrait and music stuff is.
0: Sweet, sweet. I highly encourage you guys go and check that out. Uh, we're going to start. Well, probably I already started. If I know myself, I already started rolling that uh, outro music. So hopefully you guys are enjoying <laughs> the outro music. Well, I tell you, um, I don't know your friends about the podcast man like <laughs> you're listening to the podcast so you know some other people that like <laughs> photography so like i'm just not sure why you're not telling them about the podcast so if you can just do that then uh everything will be sweet and everybody will be happy and steve will be really happy and we can all enjoy uh a barbecue together once we get to um a thousand list- listens uh, an episode, right? Then everybody can come over uh, for a barbecue. There so go. we're going to do that. <laughs> uh, if you want to, I'm really using up the songs. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find uh, the podcast on Instagram, I mentioned that earlier. But we got like reels and stuff on there. It's a whole thing. Uh, pho- I don't. Steve <laughs> doesn't have any reels so you're gonna to have to come to us for your reels photo yeah. underscore friends underscore pod uh, also check out our sponsor Cloudspot. they're an awesome sponsor thank you again Steve for being on the show and before we get out of here it is a podcast tradition much like the random uh, intro we also do a random outro so I'm just gonna ask you for one thing my man something random oof I got
1: nothing go have's go who knows <laughs> <laughs> go Habs go there you go